Kids Podcast, a podcast all about sharing ideas, tips, and strategies to help you develop as a kid min leader. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and institutes of children's ministry, visit our website, cogop.org slash children. Come on, let's worship him. You have just a moment to give him praise before we transition, but we want you to just lift your hands to God. Let him know how much you love him. Let him know how much you love him. Let him know how much you love him. Amen? Come on, clap to the Lord. Oh, yeah, give him praise. He is worthy to be praised. We're in the presence of Almighty God. Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's celebrate him. Let's celebrate him. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised. And we are in his presence right now. You may be seated if you can. We give God honor tonight. We thank God for all of you being here on tonight. We're so grateful that God gave you traveling mercies. Amen. We thank God for all of the dignitaries that are here on tonight. Our general bishop is here. God bless you. So many other bishops that are here on tonight. We thank God also for Dr. Sean. Isn't this great what God is doing through him? Amen. This can't be easy. So we want to make sure that we continue to pray for him. Amen. I believe the devil doesn't like you, Brother Sean. But we got you. Amen. We got you in prayer. To God be the glory. Tonight we're going to talk to you just a little bit. First we're going to show a video in just a second. But we're going to go into the area of what this theme is all about. And then we're going to do something very special at the end. So make sure you're listening throughout and also at the very end. So you can go ahead and show that video as we start. God has a word for you today, and it says, you're going to have a stage in life. Yes. Do you know there's a certain time that you will be summoned on to let the entire world know what you are capable of? Do you know that there is a certain point in your life where I will demand of you, or life will demand of you, all that you know, all that you have learned. The real question is, what will your answer be? Will you answer it all? When I give the call for you to show yourself forth, will you answer? Stay ready. Praise the Lord. Say, stay ready. Praise God. The Bible says, you have not chosen me. But I have chosen you, and I've ordained you, John 15 and 16. Today we're going to look at a powerful truth called chosen. As we briefly touch this theme, let us remember the words of 1 Thessalonians 
1 and 4, which reminds us of our divine election, our special calling from God. 1 Thessalonians 1 and 4 in the EXB version, it reads something like this. It says, brothers and sisters, God loves you. And we know he has chosen you. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 1 and 4 in the KJV version. King James says, knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God. He uses the words know and he uses the word election. He said, you must know or understand your election. We're going to begin by exploring the Greek meaning of the word know and election. The etymology of both of these words teaches us that we must understand that God's choice of us was deliberate. It was purposeful. We were handpicked by God, by the creator of the universe, and we were handpicked to carry out a specific purpose. Once we understand that our assignment to serve, whether it be children or whatever capacity you are chosen to serve, it was not an accident. It was not by happen chance. It wasn't the pastor that chose you. Can somebody say amen? It wasn't the need that there had to be a placement. It was not because sister so-and-so left the church. No, 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 no. It was God himself that deliberately, deliberately placed you, divinely selected you, and appointed you. This understanding is imperative. It helps you in discovering the signs of God's choosing. On this journey of faith, it is very, very important to recognize the signs that affirm that you are chosen by God. You may not feel like it. You may feel like you're just holding a position. But when Dr. Sean told me about chosen, that that was the theme, literally the hair stood up on the back of my neck. I thought, God, we have to come back to the realization that what God has ordained for us to do. He just didn't wake up one morning and say, I'm going to do this. But while you were in your mother's womb, God predestined you to do what you're doing. So when you are chosen by God, you have to meet with God often on a daily basis. This is extremely important. Chosen people have to cultivate a consistent and a strong prayer life. You have to receive directions from God. You have to receive strength from God. And you must learn to be sensitive to the voice of God. Without this essential element called prayer, you will become weary. You're going to get tired and exhausted. And you're going to become discombobulated. The devil is going to rope-a-dope you, if I, if I must say. Very quickly, I'm going to give you eight compelling indicators 
are signs of God's choosing. There will be, number one, a deep thirst for the things of God. Exploring that innate desire for spiritual connection and understanding. Secondly, there's going to be a strong conviction. And there's going to be a passion for a specific assignment. Illustrating that magnetic pull towards a particular purpose. Also, number three, there's going to be an alignment of your gifts. God's going to align your gifts with your assignment. You're going to recognize that your unique abilities are tailored for your assignment. Number four, there's going to be revelation knowledge in prayer and study. That's why it is imperative that you learn how to pray. You cannot do this without prayer. So there's going to be confirmation. And there's also going to be revelation knowledge in prayer and study. Encouraging the pursuit of that divine insight through prayer and Bible study. Number five, there's going to be divine confirmation and affirmations. Acknowledging the importance of mentorship and word-based instructions from the Lord. God is not going to give you a prophetic word that is not backed up by scripture. Amen. Don't let nobody fool you. Know your word for yourself. Number six, there's going to be solitude and transformation. Embracing that period of separation for personal growth and transformation. There are going to be times that God is going to call you alone. There are going to be, there are going to be people that are going to walk out of your life and not going to understand the call of God on your life. You have to prepare yourself because you have been chosen by God. Amen. You got to understand the depth that God has chosen you. Number seven. There are going to be challenges and trials. I would be dishonest if I tell you that it's going to be roses all the time and sweet fragrances. And everybody is going to pat you on the back and everybody's going to show up that you need. But I would tell you something that's untrue. But there's going to be challenges and trials. Addressing that inevitable difficulties as test of your faith and your resolve. You will go through peaks and you will go through valleys. You're going to experience highs and lows. But you must remember that you were made for this. You've got to remember that this too will pass. You gotta stay focused and you gotta remember that you are chosen by God. You have been handpicked by God. Amen. That ought to make something rise up in your spirit and say, Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. God, I give you praise. There is going to be something that's very special. I love it when this kicks in. And that comes from a place of prayer, fasting. Staying with God, studying, not giving up, 
being very resilient, knowing your call. Number eight, God is going to give you an anointing for the task. Unpacking that supernatural empowerment that's needed to fulfill his purpose. The paraclete is going to walk alongside you. He has promised to be with you. It is imperative that he be with us. How many of you know you can't do this without God? Amen. I don't care what level you serve. You cannot do it without God. You cannot do it without him walking alongside you. The paraclete is going to be there. He must be with us. Moses, that great leader in Exodus 33, he experienced the unfair expectations of the people. He experienced the blows against his self-esteem. Every now and then, you're going to feel like you are not qualified. Every now and then, the enemy is going to tell you in your face. And he's going to use people to do it. That you are not qualified to do what you are doing. But the devil has to know that it's too late now. I've already accepted the call. Amen. I've already committed myself to what the Lord has ordained for me. Moses had to go under the blows against his self-esteem. The weight and the pressure of servanthood. Moses wanted to quit. I know none of you in here ever wanted to quit. Moses wanted to quit. But there was something that he remembered. He remembered that he was chosen. Yeah? He was chosen for this. He only requested one thing and that request was that the presence of God, the face of Jehovah the Shekinah glory Moses said God if you don't go with me I can't go, I cannot go by myself I'm chosen but I need you to be with me that was his only request. And God told Moses, I'm going with you. Moses, I know you can't do this alone. I'll be there. I promise that I'll never leave you, neither forsake you. Embracing your unique assignment. Remember that God has appointed specific assignments for each of us. The assignments is illustrated by the story of Elijah and Elisha in 1 Kings 19. You realize that if you study this, that it's not transferable unless, unless you reject it. You reject it. Elijah decided that it was too much. Elijah decided, I've had enough. I'm finished. I'm through. And the Lord began to tell him. He said, Elijah, I want you to go. And I want you to anoint Elisha. I want you to know that the assignment must be completed. If I don't want it, 
God has a ram in the bush. He's got somebody who will. But I pray tonight that that will not be your resolve. But that you will look inside of you regardless of what struggle you face. Regardless of how you feel like I want to quit. That something inside of you will scream out, I'm chosen by God and he is with me. His rod and his staff comforts me. Prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemy. Deuteronomy 7, 6, and 8a. It also emphasizes this truth that we are chosen. Not because of our number or our strength, but because of his unfailing love and the promises he has made to our forefathers. One thing about God, he cannot lie. Even when Balaam was given instructions by Balak to curse God's people. Balaam said, what God has blessed, I cannot curse. He said, I don't even have the ability to reverse it. Isn't that good to know that the call on your, on your life cannot be reversed? That God is saying to you tonight, that I have empowered you and you haven't seen nothing yet. That you must begin to get in your prayer closet and let God give you a vision of what he's about to do in the ministry that he has chosen you over. I want you to get that in your spirit. Lord, show me what you have planned for me. Order my steps in your word. Remember that you are chosen by God. His unfailing love has picked you out of the crowd. I know you didn't feel like that. You probably felt like where the pastor told me to do this. They didn't have nobody. Elijah felt like that. It's only me. The Lord said, it's not so. It's not so. God chose you. Amen? He chose you. And sometimes when the Lord chooses us, we don't understand or we feel like we are not qualified. But this is the greatest thing that ever happened in my life when I started pastoring a church. I went to God and I said to the Lord, I said, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know how to do this. I didn't even, I didn't even pay attention in the business meetings. I don't even know how to do no business meeting. I don't know how to do nothing. God, I need you. And I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, that's why I chose you. He said, I've got too many professionals in the pulpit that don't even consult me. And because I know that you don't know what to do, you're going to come on your knees and you're going to say, Lord, help me. God, I need direction. Give me direction. And I guarantee you every time I've gone to him, God has given me direction. So if you don't feel qualified, don't you know you've just been set up for a blessing from the Lord. You are the one God wants. You are the one God chose. Hallelujah. Give God a praise in the house. Remember this. That few of you were, well, let me give you the scripture. 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 29. These verses displays God's resolute selection of individuals. And it says this. 
Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Instead, God chose things the world considered foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those that are powerful. God chose things despised by the world. Things counted as nothing at all and used them to bring to nothing what the world considered important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. Let's remember that it is in our weakness and limitations that God's power shines. You who serve in children's ministries are instrumental in nurturing the spiritual growth of God's little ones. Remember that you were created for this purpose. You are not a caretaker or babysitter. You are spiritual giants, guardians with a divine purpose. And if God ever needed you before, he sure do need you now. Amen. For the devil is after these little kids. So the Lord is reminding you that I've chosen you to make a difference. Through this weekend, may you be emboldened by the knowledge that you are chosen. That you are destined for this very moment. That you are in the hands of God. May you walk in the fullness of God's grace and God's power as you carry out your appointed task. I want God to bless you abundantly for your dedication, for your feeling and your passion for children. Thank God when nobody else would do it, you did. Thank God that when you had one child, you taught that child like you had a room full. Thank God for you. Just give yourselves a hand. Just give yourselves a hand for what God is doing. May you walk in the fullness of his grace and God's power as you carry out your appointed task. I want you to grab a neighbor's hand right now beside you. You have to stretch, stretch. It's okay. And I want you to just squeeze that hand. And what this indicates is that this hand that I'm squeezing, we're on this journey together. We're in this together. And you are chosen by God to make a difference in somebody's life. This is what will make you go on. It's just to know God, you have put your hand on me and I will never be the same. I want you to bow your heads in this place and we're just going to briefly pray and then we're going to get ready to transition to our time of prayer. But before we pray, I want you to get your program out and I want you to turn to page 29 in that program. When you have it, say amen. There are about 
200 and above, so I need a greater amen. Amen? Well, we'll wait a moment and let you find it. Page 29, find it in your program. And you're going to find instructions for prayer stations. And if you notice to my, my left, there's a prayer station number one. And you'll start there. And you'll make your way all the way around. And I think the last prayer station is six. But what we want you to do is that we want you to go to each prayer station. Don't be rushed. Someone may come behind you. You stay there as long as God has you there. And then you will make your way to the next prayer station until you have circled all of the prayer stations. Don't rush. Allow the Holy Ghost to minister to you. Amen. I'm going to pray right now. And then after my prayer, you're released to go over to the prayer stations. Number one is at my left. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you for each person that's here on tonight. Thank you for what you are about to do at each press station. Thank you, God, because you're already there to meet us. You ask that we meet you under the wings of the cherubim. Lord, there will be the wings of the cherubim at each station. Minister to us. As we reverently humble ourselves before you. Lord, do what you have come to do. Do what you are famous for. In the name of Jesus, break every stronghold. Cast down every image and imagination that tries to prevent us from being the best that we can be in Christ Jesus. We bind every force that is against us. And when we finish these prayer stations, God, we believe that we will be more empowered than when we started. You are about to show yourself strong. Something extraordinary is about to happen. Father, we humble ourselves that you may be exalted. In Jesus' name, let us all stand and just give God a praise as you disperse yourself to these prayer stations. Come on, clap to the Lord. Praise Him because you're about to go into a counter with God. Oh yes, give Him praise. listening to today's episode. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and institutes of children's ministry, visit our website cogop.org children.